Welcome to Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Lisa Cooney. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Lisa is the managing partner and the co-founder of Agile 2 Academy. Uh, she has a long history in Agile 2 and Agile technology and technology training, and I'm excited to learn more about what they're up to. But before we get into the Agile 2 Academy story, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your career today. Well, thanks. It's great to be here. Um, I'm a very intellectually curious person, and I really like a challenge, and I like to always be learning. And I'm a connector. It brings me joy to put people together and to see them create something new. I have diverse interests, and if you look back, on my career, it really reflects that. Um, what I love about my work is the synthesis of ideas from many disciplines to create a powerful way to support whole organizations. And you know, when I started out, um, I focused on instructional design in a corporate setting. And you know, what fascinated me there was how do people come together collaboratively to learn. And the tech today is different, um, but the people are the same. People are people. And the scope today is different, but we're still humans and we need to learn and connect to each other. And so those early skill sets really served me well. I, I was reading uh, through your resume and I think there was something about Ukrainian um, like egg something or yeah. you have to tell me what what is that that was fascinating <laughs> well um when i was raising my children um i took up a hobby of pasanki which is ukrainian egg decorating i took a class at the local art center and i got really into it um and i just had fun with it um it's kind of like you know when people sit quietly at night and do needlework or something like that while they're watching TV, I uh, started to get really into it. And of course, all my friends started asking me to teach them how to do it. So I started teaching classes and then I wrote a little book about how to make them. And I created a website and I ran a retreat in Minneapolis um, and just, you know, had a lot of fun with it. Um, I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, the bulk of your background is in teaching and then technology teaching uh, with with some of the largest organizations in the world. And and now you guys have launched this this new endeavor, Agile 2 Academy, to really focus on Agile 2. So tell me more about how that came about and, and what you guys are up to. Well, I'm really excited about the powerful new opportunities that open up with the approach that Agile 2 Academy is taking to help organizations with their digital transformations or their agile transformations. 
or whatever they're calling it, right? Um, there are three main pillars to what we do. Um, we look at culture, DevOps, and alignment with the Agile 2 principles. And for culture, we use the human synergistics model. It's been around for 50 years. It's been used in over 30,000 organizations, has a wealth of statistically valid data. So it has benchmarks and comparisons. It's a, it's a great tool for assessing culture. We also use um, the DORA DevOps, which is pretty straightforward measure of your DevOps maturity, but we also have our own in-house assessment. Um, my partner is a DevOps expert and a programmer, and he teaches classes on DevOps. And uh, so we have our own tool for assessing an organization's level of maturity with DevOps practices and approaches. And then we also have our own unique assessment for alignment with Agile 2 principles. And the data resulting from all three of these assessments enables us to create a roadmap for an organization that's really tailored to that unique set of circumstances and the unique nature and characteristics of a particular organization. So we don't offer like a one size fits all. Here's a solution to all your problems. Uh, we do a, a very thorough and sophisticated data analysis, and then we co-create something that will work with our clients to help them move forward successfully. That's great. And I, I think that the beauty of really agile development in general has always been the, the kind of the holistic nature that it, it demands and takes. And certainly as someone who works, uh, you know, as a tech leader myself, um, that is probably the hardest challenge with technology. Oh, the holistic element. So it's, it's certainly needed. What are you seeing are the kind of the biggest challenges for companies as they adapt to these types of solutions? Leaders of organizations commonly want quick fixes, fast solutions, immediate results, easy answers. And there are a lot of consultants out there willing to offer them that. Um, what we've seen is that often they don't work. And the Academy's message is, it's complicated and we can help you. Um, it will take time, right? Because it takes time for people to learn and grow. It takes time to gather data sufficient to have a nuanced understanding of a unique context. And some things will be easy and some things will take more time. So I think the biggest challenge for organizations is accepting the amount of time and effort on their part that it will take because we can't, no one, no one can do it for them, right? It's kind of like you can't outsource losing weight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's a great point, Lisa. I mean, it does take time. And then I would think it, it really takes discipline to, to make sure that that is maintained on an ongoing basis. You know, we, we often talk about how we try to have everything begin with the platform and end with the platform. And that really does require kind of a holistic way of thinking about development. But man, it's so easy to go off the rails. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I think the name of the game today is connectivity and alignment. And the skill set that I bring are really centered on these. 
you know, because I see the world holistically as a system. And I think the skill set is underrepresented, underrepresented. You know, um, you can't really buy your way into cohesiveness. It's a learning process that takes place over time. And COVID has kind of schooled us all on the necessity of being adaptable, right? Yeah. I mean, because there's no other option. There's no other choice. You have to respond to what's happening rapidly. And the business environment is, be, is getting increasingly unpredictable. So what we do in Agile 2 Academy is we look at the whole system. And with our assessments, which are very sophisticated and nuanced, we can present data about what we see. And then we can help organizations decide what they need to do next, mm -hmm. right? And the challenges organizations face go way beyond COVID, right? It's not just COVID, it's global warming. How are we gonna respond to that? People are pressing hard for diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. um, organizations are grappling with how to respond to that. Um, and you know, social media means that all organizations are under scrutiny 24 seven, right? They can't keep secrets anymore. Everything that they do is going to be picked apart. So organizations really need to think about their organizational culture and make sure it's aligned with their values. And that can really leverage the power of your technology, right? Great technology without strong corporate values or without alignment between behavior and the values you espouse doesn't really help you, right? All the great technology in the world isn't going to help you if your if your culture has uh, harmful elements in it. Um, and the other thing is, I think cultures need to rest on really strong principles, which is you know we have forty three agile two principles, and um, you know you don't have to be strongly aligned with every single one of them, right? But it's important to think about the bedrock principles that matter to you the most as an organization, and then think about on top of that. How aligned are you with the principles that you value? Right. And very often, um, it's very common to see that corporations, leaders, especially in corporations or, or any kind of organization, are taking a stance of do as I say, not as I do. Right? So their right. own behavior isn't aligned with the values that they say they hold. And so... They're, the people who, who work with them are going to imitate their behavior. They're going to learn and respond to what they see much more strongly than words that are on a corporate value statement, right? And so bringing those into alignment and looking at the whole system and being organically connected to each other within the organization is, we believe it's the way that organizations can become resilient. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And survive through all the uncertainty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a there have been so many elements over the last 18 months that have required corporations to rethink pretty much almost every aspect of their their business. Uh, probably first and foremost was just a simple goal of survival during the, the pandemic for many companies. But, but certainly kind of some of the social change issues that were highlighted and raised last year and some of the elements of, of companies moving those things forward. And then 
kind of the ESG areas that you're referring to, the sustainability, the environmental goals that that everyone seems to be focused on. I mean, when when you look back over the last 18 months, um, how have you guys adapted or, or thought about, you know, Agile to Academy alongside those things, really, even from the, the simple kind of very basic thing of how you work with your clients? I mean, are you guys working remotely now or how, how do you structure your day to day? Yes, we, we work 100% remote at the moment. Um, and, you know, it's interesting how we formed the Agile 2 values and principles. Uh, we, it, the process took eight months and we did it asynchronously, mostly in writing through email and Slack and text messages and shared Google Docs and sending one another links to articles to read and debating and discussing things in great detail over time. And I think the pandemic gave us um, the space to do that, right? And to essentially hold a retrospective on Agile. And when we started out, we weren't sure where we were going. So it was definitely an emergent system. We got together and said, okay, what's happening? What's going well? What's not going so well? What might need to change? What do we need to retain? What, what do we believe? What do we think? And we just discussed this. And it was, uh, there were lots of one-on-one conversations, but it was a very rich and nuanced and deep intellectual exchange between 15 people over eight months. And it worked really well, right? We didn't need to all gather in the same room and we didn't need to all gather in the same Zoom room even. Um, in order to get to some very deep principles and values and alignment on those. Yeah, it sounds like obviously the company was really born from that the pandemic, and and um, sometimes you kind of see those needs and opportunities, and and they evolve and they take shape. I'm particularly interested in that idea of the alignment of culture and technology. Mm-hmm. I've seen. Uh, you know, we've seen the the birth of many forms of technology. I, I, I tend to spend a lot of time in the machine learning space. And so, you know, the classic example of the Microsoft uh, Tay you know, AI uh, computer that uh, after it was released on Twitter became highly misogynistic and racist within like, uh, I think, uh, 10 minutes as, as it yeah. was as it was trained by trolls that were feeding it with horrible, horrible language and, and traits. And so it does kind of link back to that question that you said, which is, as you build a, a holistic technology internally, it does require the whole team to embrace this and embrace the principles. And I, that is a, a tremendous challenge. I mean, because obviously any organization will have people that are kind of fixed in their ways. How do you guys break that down? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's that's a good question. Um, we decided early on uh, to partner with Human Synergistics, the company I mentioned before. They've been in the business of helping organizations improve their cultures for 50 years. And, you know, you might say, well, that's outdated because they've been around so long. But I will share with you that they update uh, what they do periodically. And people haven't changed in 50 years evolutionarily, right? I mean, in terms of how we feel 
how we think, how we respond to the world, yeah. sort of art. Yes, I, I my, mean, my father's a, a, a American historian, and he often reminds me of the fundamental principles of humanity remain relatively the same. Uh, you know, Shakespeare right. was right. Hey, right. why, why is Shakespeare relevant today? Because we really haven't changed that much. Well, and, and, and even more ancient scripts. I mean, uh, you know, Aristotle, the Bible. I mean, we, we find wisdom and value in, in all kinds of things because people are people. And so I think that when we come back to that essence of humanity, uh, it can give us... Um, real awareness. And in the agile space, we talk a lot about it's all about the culture and the culture needs to be aligned with agile and so forth. Well, what we did at Agile 2 Academy was we actually partnered with Human Synergistics to come up with a, a to, to work on, a, you know, a very sophisticated tool for measuring current culture, what's going on in an organization right now, and the ideal culture, what, what does the organization, what kind of organization do they really want to be? And we're talking about things like how people treat each other. We're not talking about very specific practices like tech practices. Um, we're talking about human interactions. For example, when I suggest an idea to leaders in the organization, uh, does it get ignored? Does it get dismissed? Does it get taken up? for consideration. Right. Um, th those are the kinds of things we're looking at with the culture assessment. And at Agile 2 Academy, we believe that the combination of that kind of an assessment with also looking at your tech tools and your, your DevOps mm -hmm. is really important. They're both very important. And then the third element is the, the Agile 2 principles. So like, for example, we have a set of principles around data, mm -hmm. business data. Are you gathering business data? Are you analyzing it? Are you using it to improve your organization? Are you listening to what your data is telling you about your customers so that you can better serve them? Are you consistently finding ways to delight your customer using the data that you can gather about them? So we think all of these things are really important. For the culture piece... It really um, starts to sound, Lisa, more like a kind of a... a not just a technology approach, but really kind of a holistic operating model. Yes. Right? A business model. Yeah. It's, you know, I have a strong background in systems thinking. Um, and that's not uh, referring to computer systems. It's referring to all systems, biological systems, people right. systems, uh, governments, whatever. Right. And the idea there is that Everything is connected and there can be very subtle cause and effects. So one thing over here can have a big impact on something over here, but maybe not right away. There might be a delay, right? Um, and there might be multiple intervening effects and there's multiple things having an impact on this one thing over here. It's not just like we, you know, the phrase root cause analysis that we go back to the source of the problem. When you're dealing with a complex system, which all organizations full of people are complex systems by definition, right? right? You're dealing with people and people are complex. And then you add on top of that, the content of whatever that organization is trying to accomplish. And that's complex. And then their interface with technology and then their interface with events that are going on in the world, like COVID and, 
and uh, global warming. And so you have all these different things impacting the organization. And, and so thinking that there's one answer or cause is, is simplistic and is probably not going to, uh, you know, looking for that one cause and then fixing that one cause isn't necessarily going to fix your problem. And, you know, part of it too is, is, you know, removing blame from the equation, right? Because people, uh, people make mistakes. We all make mistakes and, um, you know, looking at the complex nature of the balance within that system is how you can get a nuanced view and optimize the whole. That's another concept from systems thinking, which is that you're not looking to necessarily optimize each element within the system. Because sometimes like in an organization, say you have a a legal department, right? And the legal department wants everything to be done a certain way. And they want documents to be done a certain way and processes to be done a certain way. And if they had their um, preference, they probably would would have things be really strict, but it might harm other part of the organization. Right. right? So there needs to be this collaborative conversation because the legal department might put in place some rules and regulations that um, or policies in the organization, for example, that slow down hiring dramatically. And right. so then the organization isn't able to hire people quickly. So they lose good people. And in the tech field, we know people move around a lot. It's challenging to find good employees. And so, you know, that's just an example of how optimizing one. Yeah, no, I, I, I see it completely. I, yeah. So when when individuals or organizations work with uh, you in, in, in Agile too. I mean, who who are the core clients for that? I mean, who who kind of makes the decision? Do you think that is something that's outside of like the tech team, or is that kind of you know, it, in, at least in our organization, I would say that our approach to agile came from our CTO initially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and then certainly over time, it, it has broadened out. And I'd just be curious to to see how how you guys look at it. Well. Like I said, we we like to look at the whole system. And so the quality and the success of an organization will depend on its top level leaders. Mm. Always, no matter what you're trying to accomplish. I believe that very strongly. And so um, if you're dealing with a very large company where uh, there's a division and the leadership of that division has the authority uh, within the organization to decide to do the, this kind of in-depth assessment and to implement. They also have the authority to implement any changes they decide they want to implement. Um, then, you know, it can work. It doesn't have to be the entire giant organization, organization yeah. right? Um, but but if there it's has a, to be some level of, of autonomy and budgeting and all those. Things, exactly. Right? So, well, yes, that that's a very important part. Hmm. Um, and an important part is that the leaders of the organization need to um, generally be aligned with the culture that they want to foster and encourage in their organization. And one of the things I learned through my human synergistics training is just how much of a difference an individual high quality leader can make in their area of control within an organization. So the example that they gave was someone who led the janitorial staff at a very large hospital Mm -hmm. and had this wonderful way of 
inviting in the employees to really engage with their work and to make improvement suggestions and uh, move the employees around the hospital. So they got to see all different parts instead of always cleaning one little area of the hospital, Mm -hmm. they moved around. And also by working with the employees to make the connection between their work and the quality of patient care. Mm -hmm. And so they they just had this wonderful environment. Um, Other parts of that hospital system revealed, you know, through the assessments were revealed to not be as um, enlightened. And so uh, they were able to to say, well, how do we bring this to more parts of the organization? You know, we have this wonderful thing going on here. Let's build on that. Let's grow that. Right. Let's not focus on all the things that are going wrong. Let's focus on what's going right right and what's working for us. And then let's share that wisdom and approach within our organization to grow it. Um, intentionally, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that leaders in other parts of the organization need to be intentional about their desire to learn and grow in that direction. So so let's uh, look at the future for you guys, uh, Lisa. As as you make plans, hopefully knock on wood somewhere uh, that we're heading towards a world that's post-pandemic, but um, in that post-pandemic structure, you know, what are your hopes for Agile to and and really the academy as you guys move forward. Well, my hopes for Agile 2 is that a lot of people will learn about it, read about the values and principles. Um, we have a website, agile2.net, where they're all laid out um, in a lot of detail. And then we also have a book that uh, is quite different from the website, but still refers and references all of the values and principles. Um, And we have a LinkedIn group where we discuss these things and, you know, we give talks. So I'd like for people to learn about it because I think it's something that um, for people who are working in the agile space, some of these ideas can be really helpful for them and they can, they can read it. They, They don't have to agree with all of it. They can pick and choose things that they think, oh, you know, we really do need to think about data, for example, which I mentioned before. Um, And, you know, we need to be more intentional about our use of data, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And for Agile 2 Academy, my hopes and dreams there are that we will really be able to I know it sounds a little trite, make the world a better place. Right. <laughs> that okay. we'll be able to help organizations because what we hear in the agile space a lot is, you know, it's all about the culture and it's all about um, the leadership. And, you know, so, so what do we do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's about the culture. Well, now what? Well, mm-hmm. what we can do, what we have the capability of doing is assessing the culture and creating a roadmap that is helpful towards improving the culture. And one of the things I really love about the human synergistics culture model is that it doesn't classify organizations in the buckets. It doesn't say you're red, green, or yellow, or you're uh, bad or good, or anything like that. It's it's very um, holistic. And it says, you know, there's this category of things that are really good. And then there's these other two categories of things that are not so great. And what we want to do is have more of the good things and fewer of the less desirable things. But the less desirable things are not bad in and of themselves. 
right? And you're always going to have people in the organization or parts of the organization where some of those traits are necessary or useful. So you're not really trying to shift from, you know, being in this bucket to being over here in this bucket. Mm-hmm. What you're really trying to do is look at it holistically. Yeah. And, and think about how do we get more of the qualities and characteristics of our culture that we want. Yeah. And less of the things that are harming us and holding us back. Yeah, no, I I really like it. And I would say that uh, the the key aspect of of Agile 2 that I'm walking away from this conversation is really that evolution from Agile being, I would say, something that offered more of a holistic tech development approach to more of now a holistic business approach. Like that that seems to be mm-hmm. what what we're talking about here yep. and how you and you know the Agile 2 Academy is bridging that and helping companies evolve there. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on Uncaged today to tell us a little bit about what you've been working on. If someone wanted to reach you, where should they find you? Well, uh, there are multiple ways to reach me. Um, my email address is lisa.cooney at agile2academy.com. Okay. And we have a website, agile2academy.com. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter. My handle in both places is at Lisa Cooney. You know, I respond to everyone with, you know, who have questions or are curious, want to learn more. That's great. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being on Uncaged. We've been speaking with Lisa Cooney. She is the co-founder and a managing partner of Agile 2 Academy. Agile 2 Academy uh, really is helping companies really transform themselves around the Agile 2 thinking and really building that next iteration of, of Agile solutions. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Cheers.